From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy. And Corey Clark. Been a while since we've done one of these, Corey. Feels weird to be back in the saddle, but here we are live. It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. I'm Alzheimer Hutch of Andy. That is Corey Clark. Thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, a reminder, as always, we certainly appreciate those thumbs ups, subscribing to the YouTube channel totally free, or subscribing to warchant.com where all the good stuff resides. $29.99 will take you all the way from this very moment when you sign up until September 1st. Get ready. It's going to be a fun one. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. cptallybar.com is the website. You can always have that QR code above Corey's wonderful noggin. I'll take you right to the mm-hmm. website and let you know what's going on with their daily lunch specials and their social calendar, if you will. Fridays, which is what you'll be listening to on your podcast, chicken fingers, chicken basket, mm-hmm. joy. They'll toss the sauce in there if you want. You can have it on the side and dip it. Do what you want. It's your world at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. They know who's the best. And it's you folks at home. Corey, how are you, friend? I'm good, man. It has been a while. I feel like we haven't done one of these since before the bowl game, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it. So there, a lot's happened since then. Yeah. Some guys so, have decided to come back. Yes. Uh, they got a recruiting class. Uh, the basketball team is still active. Uh, yeah, so uh, for at least nine more games or whatever. So, yeah, a, lot, a lot's happened here in the last six weeks or so. New DB's coach as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. Yeah. And then this sort of stuff happens every now and then. What do I? I don't. What do I do when this happens? I think I usually go. You, oh, you, hit, the, you hit the air horn. Uh, it's really low. I need to give it more juice. And then I think I go. And then I just go like. Shane, you're a madman. What are you doing? <laughs> we haven't even done anything yet to deserve this. Well, we would never. What could we do to deserve that? There's literally nothing. That's true. Our guy, Shane Kirkley, man, a.k.a. Kirk Knoll, the father of Zeus, the Bulldog. Sorry, but we're missing this tonight. By we, he means he and his lovely uh, fiance, Michelle. Hmm. Sad news, by the way. I think uh, condolences to Shane and the family. I think think, uh, his dog passed away recently. Oh, no. Zeus? Yeah. So that's, I know they have hard, those Bulldogs are tough, uh, but it sounds like a good life. Right. But yeah, that's the Bulldogs uh, always have some health issues. So Shane, we're thinking about you. He hopes that this gets us off to the right start for the show. Keep up the great work. Let's go. Yeah, that was a very good start, Shane. Starting out with a bang. We got some momentum going on here. Uh, like NC State started out last night against Florida State on the hardwood. Mm. That's a real. You couldn't start. You couldn't script a better start than whatever it was. Twenty-four to four. <laughs> Oh, good gosh, Corey, bringing it. All right, man, so we'll be taking your guys' questions here all night long. Well, not all night long, for like the next hour, so all night long will be a little too long for us. Mm. Uh, but, and, and Mark's, I mean, come on, man, pace yourselves. Mark's now in the chat. Mark has entered the chat. It's, I feel like it's really low. It is, it is, it it's is. new. I have a new interface here, so I've got a. I've got to like figure out what I'm going to do. Mark here. and Shane deserve better than that. As they long. do. Let me see if I can. It's just, it's not very intuitive. This new, this new interface. Let me see. No, it's still low. Let's crank it all the way up. I'll crank it's it on. You guys know what an air horn sounds like. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me make sure we get the glare off this good stuff. Wake up. He says, all right, we're there. What is your confidence level that we are four and zero after Clemson? I just have a feeling that this team is going to destroy everything in its path. Maybe not 2013, but close. Appreciate you guys. Mark, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. You and Shane. Uh, that's uh, very, very nice. Very great. Very, uh, very fun way to start the show. Uh, means uh, literally like that's that's way too kind. Thank you, man. Um, I don't know. Confidence level on a one to ten. I am six. Okay. Um, I think at Clemson's clearly going to be tough. Um, and LSU is going to be good too. I mean, you're playing two top 10 teams, neither one in, at home. Um, now one is probably going to feel like a home game. It's a neutral site, but you should have more people there, fans there than they do. But, uh, that game and at Clemson look, and I, I, I talked about it on headlines. We've talked about it too, right? Aslan, like it'd be great if they're four. No, if you can get out of that month, three and one, you're, you're everything's there the, the, you have lost nothing. You, you still have a chance, depending on how the season plays out, 
to still make the playoff and to still win the ACC championship, even if you lose at Clemson. So um, you just, you can't be two and two. You can't play two good teams to start the year and lose both of them. And still maybe have the special season you're hoping to have. I don't want to call it a pack. I think they beat LSU. They're not losing to Clemson, man. Okay. I, I, that, that's not like a twofer or anything, but I just believe if they beat LSU, the confidence will be strong and they'll be able to make it past Clemson. Uh, our guy, Kevin Hickson here, what is going on with the ACC? Do they want us to leave because the schedule is crap for us? I don't, I don't Kevin, can you, can you elaborate? What is crap? Is it, is it, difficult is there are there traps is it just not very exciting because i mean i don't know really what else they could throw our way that that would make it exciting you know i mean what you want at georgia tech instead of going you know at wake force but i mean, I, I don't know just these are this is the company that we keep this is what the schedule's gonna look like right Corey? yeah this is the neighborhood we live in gang it's uh at least you got clemson at least you got one rich neighbor um, and then a lot of people that just don't really care. Uh, I will say when it comes to w- going back to to Mark, um, you know, I, I, clearly I don't think it's going to be 2013 when they're playing hangman in the third quarter of all these games. But um, I am, th- th- these guys should go into this season with a brimming with confidence. Now, can they be overconfident? I guess, but I, that doesn't seem to be something that a Mike Norvell team would be necessarily. But and they shouldn't be like we've talked about ad nauseum. They they won ten games, which was great. They made it to the Cheez It Bowl. They're not they're not Georgia, you know. They're not coming off back to back national titles. They still have a lot to prove. But uh, I I think I talked about again. I talked about this on headlines about them being used to this stage. They are not going to be overwhelmed by the moment against LSU. They weren't last year, and they just went through a whole season of pretty big stages because Florida and Oklahoma. While those teams weren't very good, there was a lot of real pressure on that Florida State team to win those games, and there was a lot of eyeballs on those games. And so they felt that. They they have now lived with it. They they know what that feels like to make a big play in a big game, in a big moment. They've, they've done it. They know what that feels like, the whole team. So they should go into this season with confidence that, that yeah, they belong. This is not a hope and a wish and a dream. They belong with LSU. They belong on the same field with Clemson. They They, they have to know that, and they do know that. But go beat Clemson. Because Sean McGuire is almost 50 years old, gang. And that was the last time you beat Clemson. I mean, he is he is gonna I he might have grandchildren at this point, uh-huh. and he was the last starting quarterback you had to beat Clemson. So it need that needs to change quickly. You know, my buddy Mercedes Mike was in town last night, which is why we're doing the live show tonight, as opposed to last night. What'd y'all get into? Anything exciting? Yeah, we jumped around a couple places, nice. you know, grab dinner and then hit a couple bars. So solid. Uh, he also helped me move my stackable washer dryer like six inches closer to the wall. It's a whole new room now in the laundry room. It's amazing. Mm. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. You know, and he's a, he's more cynical than I am. I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty much a believer right now, man. I, I was very cynical and skeptical about what this coaching staff could do. Uh, I've been proven wrong. I'm glad I've been proven wrong. But as we think about this season confidence level and when we're talking about this, I'm much more fearful of Clemson than I am, or I'm sorry, I'm much more fearful of LSU than I am Clemson. But at the same time, let's let's also remember, I think, and I'm in the minority on this, Corey. I mean, you can agree, disagree with this. I, I think on the whole that Florida State maybe was on the side of lucky. I don't want such a bad word. It makes it makes sound like they didn't deserve it. I know that they had some injury stuff with Fabian Lovett. Uh, that was a, a bit of a, a downer. But man, when your quarterback goes down on the road in your ACC opener. Um, and you still find a way to win with your backup quarterback. Uh, you block an extra point to escape a game on a you know on the road. Practically, you kind of needed some some magic out of your quarterback to beat a, a sub five hundred Florida team. Granted, they had a first round pick at quarterback. Oklahoma had four guys of huge consequence that didn't play for them, and that was a four quarter sixty minute football game. Man, things broke pretty good for Florida State. And those three losses, I think Wake Forest outplayed them. NC State, you can say they missed magic because they didn't have a kicker. But Clemson, I thought, was the better team for most of that 60 minutes. Um, so, like, it, it on the whole, I think it kind of worked out almost best-case scenario for Florida State. And they still had three losses. So, like, that kind of tempers my enthusiasm for them just blowing through the schedule. But I look at the schedule, Corey. Yeah. And I just I think they're going to be better. So the, the things that might have tripped them up last year won't be as big of a problem. So I'm trying to kind of balance that all. I mean, do you look at last year and feel that on the whole it, it worked out to kind of like par for Florida State or 
I mean, did they get a bogey from the football gods in terms of like scheduling or injuries? Because I, I think, again, I think things broke pretty favorably on the whole for them last season. Yeah, I would say that was a fair record. Um, you know, I, they blew the NC State game. Uh, but I mean, you know, you could say, I, I mean, they made their luck. I mean, they blocked the extra point. The kid didn't miss it. They blocked it. Um, and they gave, they, you know, they essentially gave that for game away by that play call at the one yard line. Um, so I wouldn't say they were lucky to win the LSU game. I thought I was there, watched all 60 minutes. I think the better team won. Um, but you know, it certainly could have gone either way. The Louisville game could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a legitimate 10 win team. It's going to be better or certainly more talented as long as they avoid injury. And when you look at that schedule, like if you get out of September three and one, I mean, I guess you're worried about at Wake and at Pitt to start November, I guess, but you should be six and one unless something goes dire. If so, something dire happens, if you get out of September three and one, you think Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Duke at home, the, the, you might get a scare in there maybe, but you should be six and one with the talent you've accrued on this roster. Going to Wake, and honestly, it ain't like that's a snake pit. You always you lose there, but that's not because of the crowd or being on the road. Wake and Pitt, those are not tough places to play. They might be decent teams, but they're not tough places to play. You just look at that schedule and you're like, okay, out Florida, yeah, you have no idea. But it is setting up that even if things don't break all that well, even if you have some bad luck, 10 and 2? You know, so that that's what I think about the roster right now. I think they could have what we considered maybe even a disappointing season or a disappointing stretch and have a very good shot at 10 and two. And quite frankly, a, a chance to in Charlotte to play for the ACC championship. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they're I, I, I they're going to be better. These guys are going to get better. You have a quarterback now that walks onto the field. I mean, he who could be more confident than Jordan Travis? Like you say, he may you maybe you got lucky to beat Florida because of some mat. Well, he's a magical dude, then I guess because that's what he does, and he did the same thing to Oklahoma. So that's who he is. So if you if he stays healthy along with the weapons he has, and if the defense is pretty good, yeah, man, there's no reason this team shouldn't be a top five, top seventeen. Uh, Kevin's back. He says uh, there's a trap game, Clemson. I guess why couldn't we get a bye week before that game? Huh. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to buy after three three games and then have to play nine after that, Kev. Um, but I, I think I, the biggest gripe is the three straight home games. And I think that's just from a consumer perspective, not from a fairness perspective. I feel bad for the Shanes and the Marks of the world that like to come up to these games and they have to come three straight times, three straight weeks, and they're not great opponents. Um, that's, that's tough. That's tough on the bank account because we know what the deal is trying to get lodging in this town. Um, it's just tough. We'll see, man. Duke might actually be a, a ranked team. I mean, they got their quarterback yeah. back. Mike Elko's building something there. So, they, you know, I've oh, and one thing, forward. one thing we did look up too, right, Aslan, that we talked about uh, going back to Kevin, I guess, is that when you look at who Florida State plays, none of them come off a bye before they play Florida State. So you've got, you know, it does matter who they're playing too. And like half of the teams play like either NC State or Pitt before they play Florida State. I think Pitt plays Notre Dame before play before they play Florida State. So you 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 know they didn't do horribly by you. There's always going to be some gripes, but they didn't do they didn't do horribly by you. Like Syracuse plays North Carolina before they play Florida State. Virginia Tech plays Pitt before they play Florida State. That's a handy dandy thing right there. Pitt plays Notre Dame, and then Miami plays NC State before Florida State. Wake yeah. Forest plays Pitt before Florida State. I mean, Wake, that's a, that's a stretch right there for Wake at Clemson, yeah. at Tech, Pitt at home, Florida State at home, and then Duke on the road. So, I mean, that they're, they can't really look past anything. And to your point, Syracuse, I mean, they got to go at Chapel Hill and then uh, come down here. So, um, I mean, yeah, on, on the whole, I mean, can't find a lot of things to gripe about. Our guy, Fatal Jedi 2672 last year LSU had to deal with having a brand-new coaching staff, which I felt was part of our win-reason component. I agree. Will FSU have a any small advantage this time around in the LSU game? I would, by the way, it's got to be his pin number, right? For his ATM. 2672 for sure. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Come on, man. We got come on, Fatal Jedi. Oh, come on, buddy. Tighten up. tighten up a little bit. That's definitely your pin number. Um yeah, I, I would say the one small advantage um is that uh it's in Florida, and I don't unlike because people didn't believe us when we were there in the Superdome, and people even on our message boards, like, no, it was more like 80-20. 
it was 80% LSU fans. I'm like, no. If anything, it was like 55-45. There were a ton of Florida State fans. But it's because it was New Orleans, and Florida State hadn't been in New Orleans in two decades or whatever it was. Um, I don't foresee LSU fans flooding Orlando. Oh, no, they will. Come on, man. Early you think they'll bring 40,000? Oh, yeah. I mean, if they've got the ticket allotment, they'll they'll buy them, man. It's going to be two top 10 teams playing each other. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I just – I tend to think it's going to be – much more of a home field advantage for Florida State in that game than it was for LSU in the Superdome. So maybe that's an advantage. But other maybe I was going to say the heat, but it ain't like Baton Rouge is chilly in August. So they're going to be practicing in some heat too. So no, I, I don't see a, a I, and also it wasn't just the advantage of that was their first game with the new coaching staff and new quarterback and all that. You had already played a game. That's a huge advantage. Um, and you don't have that this time. So it's going to be pretty darn even. I think you got the better quarterback. I'm not even quite sure who LSU's quarterback is going to be. It's Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels is still there. I know, but they, I, the way that season ended, I think there's a chance that other kid plays some too. Us Meyer. We're starting yeah. the, the Us Meyer bus. I'm All trying right. to start a QB controversy in Baton Rouge. I don't know what Brian Kelly's looking at. Um, but no, Us Meyer was really good against Georgia and I think threw a ton of yards in the in the bowl game too. Uh, but yeah, I don't, it's not going to, you don't get Duquesne to open up. So um, that there is, there's hardly any advantage, I would think. Also, um, you know, LSU's offensive line looked completely different in October and November than it did that first game in New Orleans for them. I mean, I, I don't even know if half those guys were starting by years and not because of injury. Like they reconfigured that offensive line. Um What's that, Harold? What's the young guy's name? That number forty or whatever on that that kid, the linebacker Perkins. Yeah, man, he's oh, yeah, he's a nightmare. Going. He was scary. So it's and they also got team. like a they got an all Pac twelve first team linebacker from Oregon State, maybe I think that's or right. Washington State, someone one of those Pacific Northwest hippie schools. Um, <laughs> came down. He joined LSU. So yeah, th- look, and I I I love a lot of the players on the Florida State team. That LSU will have the best player in the football game. Yes. And I like Jared Verse too. Um, I, that kid, number forty for them, is a nightmare. So maybe he sprains an ankle during two a days and is hobbled. Oregon State, the kids from uh, Oregon Ooh. State, Omar Spites, Spates, Spates, Spites. So um, one other thing here, just to touch on Kevin, the he would have rather had Notre Dame over Pitt because of rankings, and we all know F, uh, ESPN has no love for us. Kevin getting a lot of run. Well, actually, I wanted to explain himself. I, no, I, I got you. Self. Uh, You're hey, the man, check Kevin. It check it out who it oh, is. Look man. at this guy. It's Ed Lemix, everybody. The man behind the Luna Coffee. If we are 4-0 after Clemson, make reservations for Houston. Let's go. Let's go. Is that where the championship is? I would assume. I mean, Come on. Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like we, already, we don't already have our Airbnb. Uh, Aslan, Corey, Stephanie. Courtney and I missed you, or Aslan, comma, Corey, yeah, Stephanie, yeah. Courtney, and I missed you at Corner Pocket last Saturday. We did. No one invited me. Well, that's Not true. We, we didn't know. We didn't know. Well, you, you've you been invited, I, but we didn't know the, the Lamoxon were going to be there. Was I at the wedding last weekend? Might have had a wedding last weekend. We had a great time, he says. I think we kept Corey up too late. Yeah. We Which, stayed after you left, Ed. That's how we roll. Not for long, though. That was a That was a late night, but a fun night. Fun couple. Fun couple, the Lamoxon. It was a good time. Stephanie has a new best friend like she always does. Uh, shout out to our guy, Ed Lemix. Again, a DeLuna Coffee. Check those but Thank you very out. much, Ed. Thank you very – thank you. Seriously, thank you very much. That's that's very kind. I can't wait to see you. I hope I see you uh, for the spring game. I don't know if we asked him if he's coming for the spring game. I think some people are coming in town for the spring game. All right. Um, so let's pull this up here just so we all are on the same page here. Okay. So we gotta we gotta get our internal clocks and calendars working here. So January first, Rose Bowl will either be in Pasadena or New Orleans, and then from there we'll go to Houston. That be how about that? So that's a week. It's a straight week in between the semifinals and the championship game. That's interesting. That seems not normal. Let's see what it was this past year. Eh, it was seven days this past season. January no, 2nd. it wasn't. It was the thirty first to the ninth. Like oh, the, sorry, the, yeah, the sorry, semifinals yeah. were on New Year's Eve. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Good eyes on you. Those glasses, man, paying huge. Man, dip- it's, a, it's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah, look at that. What? Whatever was that? Eleven days? Two yeah. years ago? So yeah, all right. Now you have one week. Now it's like a, a a conference game in October. 
crazy. So the the semifinal games are in Pasadena or New Orleans. Obviously, we want New Orleans. Um, and then uh, I like the, the Cotton Bowls that day too. And then uh, then we got Houston for the championship game. Stephanie's lived in Houston, and she said, "Oh, the championship games in Houston. Houston sucks." And I'm like, "All right, well, you might you might have had a different perspective because of your the time of your life you were living in Houston and what you were doing." But uh, I think Houston's probably a pretty cool town. It's big. Shout out to our guy nine or four Noel. Is he a plant? No, he's not. He's organic. Everybody got some vitamin energy because y'all talked it up. It did not disappoint. Great stuff. Go Knowles. So let's pause real quickly. Go to vitaminenergy.com, everybody. Uh, add any item to your cart, you know, and then you'll get an item totally free. That's how it works. Mm. Piece of cake. World's your oyster. Natural caffeine in this thing. No sugar added. It's gluten-free, kosher approved, non-GMO, seven hours of energy, vitaminenergy.com. Again, promo code is WARCHAMPBOGO. Use the pro promo code WARCHAMPBOGO. Buy one, get one free. And uh, oh, you're just doing one now. I man, I should have, I didn't even think to do that. I literally just, uh, I can't get this I'll on the drink to that. I'll drink to that, America. Let's go. I uh, just drank one, uh, like an hour and a half ago. I didn't even think to wait for the camera. That would have been smarter. I'm not great at selling, I'm not a great pitch man. But what you need to say, too, I guess I don't know what all the other energy drinks shot things taste like. Yeah, but these things that taste delicious. good, man. That was just mixed berry. That was the uh, the vitamin D. Uh, the mixed berry, flavorful. I got I love the B12 Akai pomegranate uh, that Acai. I shot. I, I was Acai, right. Acai, you're right? Yeah, you're right. Well, that's a crazy. The pomegranate um, that I took about an hour and a half ago. But yeah, man, it tastes good. Like, it's easy to drink. Yeah. That was right there, everybody. It's had more vitamin D than three glasses of milk. Just like this that. This is the B12. It's got more. It's got more B12 than a glass of milk, too. Yeah, so... Again, check out uh, vitaminenergy.com. Uh, any item that you purchase comes with one item for free uh, when you use that promo code WARCHAMPBOGO. Boom, look at that. Oh, it's like $59.90, you say, huh? But not when you use the promo code because the other one would be free. But my internet's running slow, so I can't totally demonstrate it. And no. wow. You. Oh, let's do Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. Right there. Oh, shows you right there. Boom. It's, it's actually $29.95 because the WARCHAMPBOGO code is there. Again, Boom. Florida State folks at the helm of uh, this company, so give them a shot, for real. Much like DeLuna, much like Corner Pocket, these are Florida State folks. These are Seminoles, and they've all they've, they've all promised us that a good chunk of this money is going back into the NIL sphere, and they're going to get a great football team for you guys. But you got to buy it. You got to buy it. All right. Check it out. Again, vitamanager.com, WarChamp Bogo, above my head. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tommy Ortner's back. What's your current ACC top five power rankings, Corey? Huh. I, I would switch the first two. I know what show this is. I know who pays my salary. I know who watches this. What? I just feel like you got to oh. knock them off first. I mean, they, they just won the ACC again. It's not like they're going to be devoid of talent. Um, so you have to knock them off. But I would switch those two. Um, who's third? Is it North Carolina, I guess, with Drake May and the, the I guess? Yeah. All right. It's really uh, – let's be honest, folks. I'll put Pitt it's, at fourth uh, out of reputation. And fifth, I'd put Duke. It's one, two, and who gives a flip? That's my that's my ACC power rankings, and that's the ACC power rankings of anyone in this country. Um, as I wrote about, it, we actually have an algorithm video one of those one of those videos that we put on our website now of me uh, kind of talking over one of my columns. I, you know, doing that YouTube numbers. It's remark literally Aslan the war chant raps that Ira and I do after the Florida State games get more views than Boston College whole football games. Uh -huh. from the ACC network, our Virginia games, our Duke games. This conference just, they don't care about football, except for those top two teams, Virginia Tech when they're good, but they're not and haven't been for a while. Um, so really, 
I, I, I have a hard time with Louisville. I think that guy's a good coach, but I just don't know what they're going to be. I would say if you go over recent success, you throw Wake in there and you probably throw Pitt in there, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, that's probably fair with Wake. I don't. I, I, I sound like I'm some sort of like weird, crazy Duke homer, but I'm just, you know, trying to see some of them might be off the board. That you we're do not like Duke, man. You can't, you keep bringing them up. You're a big Elko guy. I like that Tom thinks it's going to be the Knowles versus the Cardinals in the ACC championship game. Oh, yeah. All right. I like that. So right. he thinks that Clemson's going to have at least two conference losses. Yeah. Well, he thinks Louisville's going to go in. Well, I do think Louisville apparently has, I haven't looked at it. If you can pull that back up, apparently Louisville has a very soft uh, schedule for our man uh, in his first year. Let me see here. I'm trying to get there. You want me, well, you want to look at the, uh, just what, what that big, the, uh, the big all grid all you had of all those elements. Yeah. I had it up on this one thing and then it, it disappears. So, but here because we go. people might look at that and be like, Louisville ain't no, they weren't that good. But I mean, all right. So, Georgia I think Tech. that's, I think that's a kickoff game. Maybe, maybe it might be in Atlanta. Yeah, like, I think so. Dome. You guys call it the dome or no? What do you guys call that place now? Just Mercedes Benz Stadium, like whatever. The Benz, we call it the Benz. Benzo. Yeah. All right, so they'll be in Atlanta for that. Murray State at Indiana, Boston College at Raleigh, Notre Dame at Pitt. I don't no, know. They're I mean, home. They're home in those games, right? The the shading means they're home. I think. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, you're right. It's on the road. It's on, on the road. road. Sorry, I'm a dummy. Yeah. So at Raleigh, at Pitt, and then they got Notre Dame sandwiched between that bye week at Duke. No, I, I can't see the color. Yeah, it's home at Duke, home Virginia Tech. Yeah, they got a three game home schedule too: Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, then at Miami and Kentucky. So. They really don't do a good job of signifying what's home and what isn't. That's hard to read sometimes. Like that Duke to me looks like it's a road game. But yeah, so I mean, obviously Pitt's going to be a tough one. NC State's going to be a tough one. But those are that's not a very they don't they avoid Florida State and Clemson. So yeah. maybe maybe they have a shot. All right. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Gregory, the LSU game will be closer than everyone thinks. Does anybody think it's going to be a blowout, Gregory? Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to come down to an extra point again. <laughs> yeah, so LSU is no joke, man. That's gonna they're that's a good team, and they're gonna have some revenge on their minds. It's a very good coach, um, and you know I, I don't know how they recruited this past year, what they've done in the portal. It's certainly not what Florida State has done, but um, I, those rosters at best are probably even, right? Uh, Flor, I, I just think Florida State has more experienced talent returning, but LSU's uh, you know going to be good. They they usually typically you went past them. Did I? 19, I think. 19 in the portal. Florida 11 State. guys, huh? Florida State 14th, which That's is crazy. Oh, we, hey, we, we love on three. On three are guys. We love our new network. But the way they rank the portal is absurd, and we're going to have to figure that out. And let's see. High school-wise, fifth. Okay. Only one five-star, though. Only one five-star. Um, Pensacola Packbuster. Where would you rank our overall team talent compared to the other top programs in the nation? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know enough about Bama and Georgia's roster right now. I haven't, I haven't dove into my Phil Steele mag. It hasn't been published yet, but I don't, I think and they, they're not going to get in. That's a, that's a cop out too. I mean, they can play with anybody in the nation, right? We, we've talked about this several times throughout last season, as we saw the progress, Corey, that, Two, three years ago, it, it would have been a complete embarrassment to this program and everything it stood for for so long to see this team have played Clemson in the COVID year and how we saw them play Clemson years before that. And if they would have had to play even Virginia or Wake Forest in 2020. And now we sit here and, yeah, I'd be a little bit out of some trepidation if they had to play Georgia week one or if they had Georgia on some weird random out-of-conference game in the middle of October, November. Uh, but I would think they'd be able to, put enough stress on any defense in this country and defensively, I think they'd be able to limit enough big plays to, you know, be in a four quarter game with anybody in this country. So I think they're close enough, close enough now kicking. Are they there yet? And I, I mean, yeah. you know, we'll see. That I think in the way you have to kind of view it, the lens I view it through now in 2023 college football is I would guess Georgia right now has on its roster right now, has six defensive linemen that would probably, when they're drafted, will be drafted ahead of Fabian Lovett. They will be drafted higher than Fabian Lovett will be drafted. 
They probably have at least a handful, four or five guys. I might overshot it with six. But Georgia probably has four or five defensive linemen on their roster right now that will be drafted higher than Fabian Lovett gets drafted. But in 2023, are they better football players than Fabian Lovett? That's kind of the, I mean, Fabian Lovett's 23 years old, man. Braden Fisk is 22 or 23 years old. So for this one year, you know, Braden Fisk and Fabian Lovett, if they stay healthy, are a better duo than pretty much anybody else in the country if they're young. You know what I mean? Like, just, you're got, these are grown men that can play and play well, and they're mature, and I just think that that, that really matters in 2023. Uh, I think Colorado probably has two cornerbacks that will get drafted ahead of Fentrell Cypress. Are they going to be better than him this year? I, that's that's the question. Like, Fentrell Cypress is a good player, man, and he's going to play in the league. He's not the Cormani McLean kid or the Travis Hunter kid, but he might be a better football player in 2023 than those two guys are as they continue to grow and develop. So it's just, it's hard. Like, it's this is not the 2013 team. These are not ready-made NFL guys flying all over the field. But you have enough guys that will play in the league. You have some special at defensive end. You have some special at quarterback. And so a lot of good to really good everywhere else. I know that doesn't answer your question. I think, like, I, I agree with Aslan. I don't think there's anybody in the country you go on the field with and you can't compete with. Like, you have no chance. I think you play Georgia five times. You might be able to beat them once or twice. But you might, you only have to play them once. So that, you know, you you would, you have an, you have the requisite talent, experience, production coming back that none of these programs should scare you for 2023. There's still some stuff that needs to happen before we call this like the program on the level of the Georgias and Alabamas and Ohio States. There's a lot of climbing still left to do. But for 2023, I believe injury luck with you, you can play with anyone, play with and beat anyone in the country. To your point, though, Corey, would you rather have Fabian Lovett right now or 2011 Timmy Jernigan? Fabian Lovett. Okay. Now, if you ask me, even the other two years of Jernigan, I'm taking Jernigan. But when you, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, Jernigan played as a true freshman, but he wasn't a difference maker like Fabian Lovett is a difference maker. Like, and I would have, um, I mean, would you rather have? Fentrell Cypress right now or 2013 Jalen Ramsey? 2013 Jalen Ramsey. You know, that's that's a lot closer than people want to say. 2014, 2015, clearly Jalen Ramsey's one of the best players in the country. 2013, you're still learning and growing. Um, so that's one of the advantages that Florida State has, and you hope they take advantage of it. They are going to be, for so long, in both of these sports, football and basketball, all we hear is how young these guys. We got. We're one of the youngest teams in the country. We're one of the. We're one of that. Ain't the case with this football team. This is going to be one of the oldest teams in the country, experience wise and age wise. So that's that won't be a talking point. I don't think uh, in twenty twenty three. Let's go! Wow, Ray. <laughs> That one had some sauce on it. Ray Pereira, 300. Ray is back with a vengeance. When's pillar. Ray coming? He is a pillar, absolutely. You tell him, Aslan. Shane, pillar, Ed, pillar, pillar, palooza. Mark, pillar, Ray, Mark pillar. pillar. Mark, pillar, top there. What's causing all this hype for 2023? Best quarterback in the conference? Maybe that's quarterback in the country. Yeah. Uh, Jared Verse being back, right, big dog? Patrick Sertan coaching up the DBs. Turn your head around. Turn your head around. That's what's causing all the hype. If we can shore up our defense, I will feel better. You and everybody that's listening to this, Ray. What's the update with Bless Harris? Have not heard much lately. You were both awesome. Go Knowles. I can't his imagine. Last point, his last point is the most important. You're right. Awesome. Thank you. We are awesome. Thank you, Ray. You're way too kind, buddy. Thank you, man. Yeah, I was mildly surprised that Bless Harris didn't play in the bowl game. We saw him preparing. I mean, he was getting a lot of run in practice. Uh, I think even when we saw them in Orlando for that brief period of time, he, he was out there practicing with the offensive line. I I, I figured he could have gone uh, for the bowl game, but maybe they just felt good with who they had and they didn't want to totally push it or force it. Uh, I can't imagine any kind of hiccup with him. I, I would imagine he's going to be totally full go when spring starts again, we'll, we get to speak to coach Norvell and the whole staff 
like a day or two before they actually start spring football. Um, and we might actually be able to, we usually we've been able to get invited out to see tour of duty. So we'll, we'll get to hopefully see him here soon on in that regard. But uh, bless Harris. We're not really talking a lot about him, Corey, but he's a guy that they, they thought was the best option at right tackle. He started, got hurt really early on and uh, kind of rehabbed a lot quicker because they said he was gone for the season and we saw him practicing and it seemed like he might be uh, on the cusp there uh, towards the end of last year. Yeah, man. And you think about, again, what gets you so excited about this one year is, is yeah, Bless Harris is back and he's an old dude and he, he only got to play one game for Florida State, but he was the starter. So technically he's the returning starter. Um, and then you also bring in Roddick, you bring in Jones from Auburn, you bring in Byers from UTEP. They're all competing with each other. Darius Washington is still in the mix somewhere. And left tackles, probably Robert Scott's probably got that nailed down. We, we agree with that. Maurice Smith, has got center nailed down, probably, although he'll get some competition. Everything else is open, but it's open by it's open with with really experience going up against some real talent. Like the right tackle to me is Bless Harris or Armella. And that's going to be a real competition, I think. I mean, I, they like uh Julian Armella a lot. He and there's a lot to like. Um, will he be ready in time to compete in the spring? Will he be able to compete in August? But the 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 fact remains. You have eight or nine or ten guys that they really want to be a part of a rotation that can really play. And I keep coming harping back to how bad it was four or five years ago, three years ago, and where it is now. And it is it is a different sport. You are you are just playing with different types of people. And that's so that's so encouraging to be able to have these kind of offensive linemen where you might have legitimately. One of the best offensive lines in the ACC. I don't know. Maybe one of the top 20 in the country. We'll see. But, man, that how great is that to hear and to think about? That you have this kind of talent. A guy like Byers, who was one of one of the top 10 offensive – one of the top 10 overall players in the portal in the country, like in the number two offensive lineman. Number six overall as a, as a player, regardless of position. That guy's going to be starting for you now, along with the experience you're already bringing back. I, I just think it's uh, – in in the competition in practice is going to make it to where you really have to go earn one of those spots, man. You are not just given a spot because at, you're Abdul Bello and there's nobody else that can play this position. You're actually there, so you actually earned it. So I'm 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 really excited to see, really excited to see what this offensive line looks like. Love Alex Atkins. Who am I to tell him how to do his job at all? Uh, but it, I, I just find it kind of curious that we have penciled in buyers as an interior guy. I think, I think it's kind of been told to the recruiting guys that they went after him to, to play on the interior. But again, I mean, he's a guy that last season at a different level, I mean, he started every single game at right tackle. So I, yeah. I and Casey rocks, a guy that for sure is going to put on the interior guard and center. He'll probably platoon at, you know, Keandre Jones is a guy that I think got a lot of run at guard. Uh, so maybe he kind of fits in there. And I don't know what you think about this core. And this might be making a, a mountain out of a molehill. Because I guess he's still technically, you, you know, he hasn't left left. But, like, they sent out a happy birthday tweet that included Demetri Emanuel. And Demetri Emanuel was a guy that there was some rumbling about maybe trying to apply for some sort of hardship for an, for an additional year. I don't know if we've had any finality on that. Maybe somebody in the chat's heard about it and seen it. But I, I can't recall seeing it. But we heard there might be some rumblings about him trying to apply and get another another year of eligibility. If somehow he's in the mix, then I, I don't. I wonder if I do wonder what's going to happen at right tackle. That might be one of the more interesting kind of. Yeah, but and that's the thing is buyers might be a part of it, right? That's yeah. the flexibility and the versatility you have, where you actually have a guy that was that starred at right tackle at his other school. That's going to be a, in that you you kind of want to be a guard, but we'll see, man. Darius Washington's played right tackle. Um, there, you have a lot of options, and yeah. I, I would I would tend to think because of the amount of interior linemen they brought in that that they must have not heard that Demetri Manuel will be back. But I mean, yeah, we I guess we don't know one thing we, we don't know it officially. But either way, they're going to be they're going to have a guy that started two years at Colorado, a guy that started two years at Auburn, and a guy that was ranked ahead of both of them, all joining an offensive line that already was bringing back um, some pretty good experience. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, there's obviously no bad blood. They were at Mobile, uh, Coach Fuller, Coach Norvell, hanging out with Jamie Robinson. But like, if it was Jamie Robinson's birthday, would would they wish him a happy birthday? I mean, again, I'm just. Oh, I see. I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, Why but, don't you tweet the account and see? Just ask. <laughs> Get in the DMs. Oh man, hey Ray, thank you, uh, sincerely, man. You're incredible. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, let's see here, Island Chief. 
What's up, Island Chief? How many first, second team, all ACC players on this squad preseason, Corey? Preseason. Do they do that, by the way? Do they do preseason all ACC teams? Yeah. Yeah, man. We vote on it at ACC kickoff. You do? I just thought you voted on player of the year and coach of the year and all that. You vote on like the starting line, offensive line? I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, here we go. Clemson had six guys on the all ACC uh, preseason team here. So, yeah. I mean, Devin Leary, projected player of the year. That was not the case. Uh, Jamie that was, was not the case. Team. Okay. Okay. So let's go through it. Trey Benson, Jordan Travis. Ooh. It's going to be interesting with Jordan Travis or Drake May. I'm, but I'm going to say Jordan. I'm just going to say Jordan. Uh, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Robert well, Scott. Jordan, Jordan's at least second team. At worst, he's second oh, team. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, oh, yeah, so first and second team. Okay, so those three, um, uh, Jeremiah Byers probably, Robert Scott. So that's five. Defense. I don't know about Byers. But I don't know if they'll give it to a guy that hasn't even played a snap. But I, I know, think and it's not a very uh, educated football media base up there. So, yeah, okay, we'll say four. Um, and then on defense, verse, love it. Uh, probably Bethune, maybe. Uh, Cypress for sure, uh, because he's actually done it in this conference. So I'm going to say uh, Patrick Payton. I'm going to say nine. All right, and I, I totally screwed that up, Corey. I apologize. It looks like they just have an all a preseason team. I don't think they have a first and a second team, so I apologize. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you did screw it up, and you should apologize. Yeah, they probably will give it to Drake May, but I will say this. I am not the best at filling out these ballots at kickoff, but y'all hold my feet to the fire. Remind me. Uh, Please I will do, Aslan. Get them. So, yeah, Florida State needs some representation in those things. That's why I used to vote on this stuff all way back in the day. But now Ira does it for us. By the way, I just looked up what Josiah said in the chat. Yeah, Aslan. I just saw that too. Our, our guy behind the scenes, Josiah, our, our producer extraordinaire. Go ahead, Corey. Read it. That uh, out of all the guys that would have been seniors, like the Dylan Gibbonses, the Jasmine Turnantines, uh, Demetri Emanuel, uh, Demetri Emanuel is still, is still listed on the Florida State roster for 2023. Dylan Gibbons isn't. Jason Turnantine isn't. Is Caden um, Lyles? Casey Roddick is right there. Um, Caden Lyles Kate is not. No. Okay. I mean, um, just say it, everybody. So how about so? I mean, there could be so, there certainly could be some smoke there. And if it's if if you have Demetri Emanuel to go with all that other, I mean, look at that line, man. Like the the beauty of it again, it's not like these guys are NFL superstars, burgeoning NFL superstars, but the 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 competition just to play. Is is what make, gets me excited. Like the competition, just to get on the field, means you have to raise your level, you have to earn it, and you have to be good, not just average or pedestrian. You're going to have to be good to beat out Casey Roddick. You have to be good to beat out Keandre Jones or Demetri Emanuel or Darius Washington. So to get on the field for this school in 2023 at the offensive line is actually going to be a real challenge. And also, you have some versatility because Emmanuel could play outside if he's still available. Um, you, you know, obviously, Byers has played outside. Darius Washington's played outside. Armella's up and coming. It's good. It's a good problem to have. Corey, you asked for it. You want it. You got it over at mybucky.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT for an instant cash deposit bonus. There we go. NFC plus 100 <laughs> in the Pro Bowl. So hmm. you wanted the line on that. There you go. Did uh, they even also, play? I didn't even know they played the game. I thought it was like a flag football game or something, I, or not I, even that. Like they just did skills contest. I, I guess they still are doing it. Um, one and a half still uh, for the actual big ticket. Let's uh, again, let's see here. Super Bowl halftime show props. Just so you guys don't think I'm a weirdo. I mean, literally Super Bowl halftime show. Rihanna shows cleavage minus two fifty. Yes, I mean, I'm saying, you know, I, I, look, I think it's a good bet to play the other side, the one seventy five, because she might come out in like a spacesuit. Okay, like you know, it's all it, obviously at some point you're going to see some cleavage, but is it the first one? Is it the very first one, or does she come out in like a spacesuit or a football uniform? I mean, who knows? So I think that's a value bet. And and you were talking about uh, duets, collabs. ASAP Rocky, will he be on stage? Minus 600, no. Plus 300, yes. I don't know what song they did together, but... Uh, and I, I think it's Islands in the Stream. Did they do Islands in the Stream together? I don't, I don't know that one. 
All right. So there you go. Look at that. You can bet anything, anytime, as the, my window security <laughs> alerts me about my virus threats, which wasn't from this website. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, won't, I, won't, I won't tell you what's running in the background, uh, but you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at mybookie.ag. Again, use that promo code WARCHANT. Get a cash deposit bonus instantly to your account. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, moving along here. A guy, Tom Ortner, is back. He's got two bucks in the jar. I mean, this is going to turn it down a little bit. Too much sauce. The air horn is back. Good work, Tommy O. <laughs> Why would Florida have a spring game on a Thursday? I was wondering. And I think Miami's is on a Friday. It's on okay. four fourteen. Yeah, so they fourth and fourteen. Warchan, our our guys at Warchan actually trolled them for that, which was a good tweet. Um, I don't know. It's a. I don't know. It's odd that Florida's on Thursday, Miami's on Friday, and Florida State's on Saturday. It's like they they organized it as a collective, the three schools. Like, but it doesn't make any sense why they would be one's Thursday, one's Friday, and one's Saturday. I, I have no idea. None. Is there something going on that week? No, there's nothing. The, it's not like the Final Four is that week or anything. Programming and listen, they're not all that great right now. So they probably want to put Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Auburn's got a new coach. Uh, Lane Kiffin's exciting to talk to. Tennessee's on the rise. So they're going to get Saturday uh, priority. Billy Napier and Graham Mertz, needle's not going to move, guys. Nope. Needle's not going to move. So uh, deal with it. Derek Neal, Florida State opens the season with LSU, 25-26 Bama, 27-28 Georgia. Do you like tough openers, or would you rather play a directional school? Directional schools. Okay. I, always. I don't mind tough games. Like, I, I don't – I love Florida State playing at Georgia. I love Florida State playing LSU. I don't like it being the first game of the year. I, I don't think it's a true representation of what you are as a team that first game. There's always going to be those jitters. I like it better when it's the second or third game. Okay. Uh, Kurt Searcy going personal strength and conditioning question. Corey, you've dedicated your life to fitness. What's your bench up to at least compared mm-hmm. to a year ago? I, I, Kurt, I appreciate it. I've tried, but I don't know. I don't, I don't max out and I don't usually do the bench a lot. I, in fact, I haven't done a bench press since I started all this. I do the, uh, the sit down chest press. Um, and the other day I was at a local gym in town and I did two, 225 like 10 times but five take a break five take a break and then i tried it again and i'm like nope my shoulder gave out so but i mean i don't know what 225 on a sit-down machine equates to on a bar like laying down i will say this um when i worked out today i did dumbbells uh chest presses and i was doing 50 in each arm so a hundred pounds guys let's go Corey. Look, yeah, boy. look at that that's no joke guys that's boy. no joke a hundred whole pounds i was benching uh, S. Quinn, are you concerned about the date for the pit game? We say early November, but the Notre Dame game in 18 was November 10th, and it was that's freezing. That's oh. fair, but I did look up. You can go the, – the Internet's a beautiful thing. As Aslan's shown, he, you, can, well, you can have any website open on the Internet. But uh, I went and looked up all the temperatures from November – whatever it is, November 4th or November 5th in Pittsburgh of like the last five or six years. And there was wow. nothing that was uh, – scary it was a lot of high 50s maybe low 50s high 40s there was no like 11 degrees in snow like it was it was all in the 40s or 50s it was all very manageable it seemed like um internet says daily high temperatures 
58 to 47, rarely falling below 33 November weather in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that's that's deep November too. Like early November, you're still getting that fall. So yeah, I don't think. I mean, you could get unlucky. There, it has snowed in Pittsburgh before in November. I'm quite sure. But I, when I looked it up, it was all it was all mostly sunny. Highs anywhere from like 45 to 60. What is? Let's see here. I'm giving this way too much. You are. It's no big deal. Jay, you could have just trusted me. I'm not making up stuff. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's keep the show moving, shall we? Uh, by the way, Mark Linder says it's a skills contest in a flag football game. So appreciate it. Thank you. And people are going to bet on that, man. You have a look, and I'm all about I, the only gambling problems I think people have is losing. Um, you know, it's only a gambling problem when you lose. I get it. People are free to do whatever they want with their money, but if you're legitimately gambling on the Pro Bowl, I mean, what is what better than you know better than maybe going out and doing some other vice and wasting money somewhere else. You can sit home and it makes it a little bit more interesting. But I mean, but then bet on Rihanna's cleavage. Like that makes more sense to me. I'm all about that. Just the pro bowl. I just, I I don't think there's another event I respect less than the pro bowl. It's absolutely utterly pointless. So if that's the case, don't bet on, it's like betting on an exhibition football game. Just bet on Rihanna. By the way, Ray says he's not buying Georgia hype because Ohio state scored at will and almost beat them. Ohio state's very good. Yeah. But George is losing their offensive coordinator, probably. He seems to be interviewing with every sort of NFL vacancy. So Yeah, and they lost their quarterback. By the way, Stetson, come on, man, get it together. Yeesh. Listen, um, this, has been a, this has been a rough offseason for them. You know, a couple of their – Yes, a, correct. Of them got arrested. They, they've had tragedy strike. They A player uh, and, a, and a staffer died yeah. in a car accident. Stetson Bennett gets, you know, arrested, which, you know, whatever, he's departing. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's some – not a bad juju, but like definitely not the way you want to get focus going into trying to win a third straight in a row. Um, but yeah, Ohio State came in there loose, and they have a really good quarterback and pretty good receivers. Marvin Harrison Jr. is pretty solid. I mean, again, Georgia. I mean, Georgia benefiting two years in a row in the college football playoff of the, their opponent losing their top receiver during the game, and that really yeah. ate them against Alabama two years ago, and helped them out in this past season. But. Um, I'm not scared, but I don't, I don't. I think the line would still probably be like I don't know what Georgia five and a half, four and a half. You think Corey neutral site? Six. Oh no, I would think it'd be uh, at least a top more a touchdown or more. Okay. I'm not saying they'd win by time. I'm saying that's what I think the gamblers would have is like a seven or eight point because they were they were favored pretty. I mean they were favored by five or six over Ohio State. Like they'd be favored by more than that against Florida State. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. S Quinn. He really wanted that question answered. He came in top and threw 10 bucks on it. Uh, well, go check it out, Aslan. Check out what? The I mean, now that he's now that S. Quinn's giving us money, I feel like you got to go back to that website and see if you can find all that Pittsburgh weather history. I mean, I'm I just kidding. Know. Don't do that. Don't do that. We, we already lost too much of the show to it. Trust me, guys. <laughs> 45 to 60, somewhere in there is what it's been. I only went back to like 2016, though, so there might have been – the great blizzard of 11 that I didn't get to uh, that somebody's yelling at me for, but yeah, it looked like the last five or six years. It's been, uh, you know, pretty tolerable. Uh, what do you think about this? Ray thinking Brendan Gant will be a nice surprise at linebacker this year. All right. All right. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I you know, in uh Ray bringing up the, the defense needs to be short up. I, the linebacker gives me pause. Linebacker and safety gives me pause. Brent Gant might be a nice player, um, but you know they're not—they're elite at some places and they're good at other places. And I'm not sure they're either at linebacker and safety right now. Now, Shaheen Brown might be something, but well, we got to see it. You, we got to see running, it, right? You, I'm saying you're on a four-two-five. Bethune and the Loach are good. They're, they're not. They're serviceable. I wouldn't call them good. They're serviceable. But um, if your defensive line is good to very, very good, you all of a sudden your linebackers look a lot better too. Um, I don't know. Let's go back and look at it. It's talking Close. about the U.S. and Oklahoma. Um, they both. I mean, they both had over thirty something points, which is the probably the most important stat. Um, I, I think in uh yeah I thought uh I thought Sertain was good yeah Florida had 460 look at the Knolls with 497 
Jordan Travis, 13 of 30 for 270, but my man should have been 23 of 30 for 400. Um, but Johnny Wilson made it up to him in the next game. And then, uh, but yeah, you know, when you think about this defense, it, it, I what, what gives me pause, again, is those two positions, because I think Jamie Robinson was one of your best players. And uh, you like, hey, they held them both under 500. Come on, Ray, get your stuff together. It was only 460 and 496. All this fuller anti-fuller propaganda, guys. Yeah, Stop. man, come on, gang. He wasn't over 500 yards. How dare you? How dare you? I guess they probably were over 500 until that last sack. Um, but either way, like, that's what gives you pause a little bit is those last two games. So I get it. Like, Oklahoma and Florida, um, Florida especially, that was not a good offense all year. And they kind of marched up and down the field on you. Now, he had a nice game. The quarterback did. But he didn't have a lot of nice games. And then Oklahoma, same thing. They ran all over you. But – you have to keep in mind, Florida ran all over you too, for the most part. Your defensive line isn't going to look like that this year, theoretically. You're going to have a much better defensive line. Um, so that should help things. More mounting evidence. Mr. Mack, 23-2003. Meech was in the elevator promo for the Week 12 schedule video. What are we doing here? So, I mean... The meat hook, he's back. Yeah, so... I'm going to go ahead and say Jeremiah Byers probably playing tackle because I All right, I think yeah, it could be. Roddick and Manuel are going to play on the interior. But again, I, I can't wait and whenever that's official, I guess it maybe it's not official until the spring, but whenever we get the official spring roster to count how many starts and games the Florida State offensive line has played just in their careers. I mean, you're talking Casey Roddick has played over 30. Uh the the kid from Auburn has played over 30. Obviously, the guys here have all played over 30. But I mean, you're talking about probably 200 games that this Florida State offensive line has played, including probably, I, I don't know, man, 135 starts. I mean, there will not be a more experienced offensive line in the country when you're talking about games played and games started than the Florida State offensive line. Just haven't Pensacola, done it together. Pensacola Packbuster, does Rodney Hill break out, get a lot of reps, or is he still going to come in? When the game has already been decided, some call it garbage time, everybody. No, I think he'll get real reps. I don't know about the LSU game, but after that, that's another thing. Like if it was Duquesne, I think Rodney Hills played in the first quarter. Um, I don't know that he's playing in the first quarter against LSU, um, but he might. I mean, they, they like to use three running backs. They did a very good job of it this year. All three played a lot before the, before the injuries happened. So no, I, I don't know if it's, a breakout year necessarily, but I think he's going to get, I don't know, man, six to eight carries a game. I think he's kind of a change up guy that they like a lot. If he stays healthy, he is going to be a part of this offense. A, a, a big part, not a guy, in my opinion, he's not going to be a guy they just use in the fourth quarter when they've already got the game wrapped up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. I, I think he probably gets more carries than Lawrence Toafili. Could be. Yeah. I think I think Benson is your one two. Benson and, and Hill are your one two, and then I think Toa Feely is your change of pace, move him in motion. You know, kind of Swiss Army knife of a back. I would think that too, except for the the the, the couple of times that I just recall from this season where Toa Feely ran so hard up the middle, and then whether it was injury or just you know not enough, they they kept getting way ahead of teams. He didn't play a ton down the stretch. But uh, I, I like that guy, man. I thought he took a big step this past year, uh, and he's a good player. But you're right. I think they'll both get about the same number of carries for sure. Um, I'm trying to pull this up here. Eh, it's going to take me too long. Slow on the draw. Travis J. Patrick Sertan might make something out of him, says Panama Jack. I certainly hope so, but this will be his third different position coach, kind of that it will fourth, really. Um, wait, no, third. Sorry. Um, you had Harlan Barnett, right? Yeah, I mean, Barnett, and then Woodson Marcus Woodson, and, and then yeah. now, you know, it'd be great if he could. I think we're all hoping for that, but I, I don't, I'm not expecting it. But it'd be a great story for sure if something clicks. But it just, it feels like I mean, he's been here so long. There's been so many yeah. different opportunities to get on the field, and we've just seen so many other options kind of be used ahead of him. But you know, to his credit, man, he's wearing a black jersey doing scout team and, and still out there busting his tail and all the young guys that we spoke to Corey so far, at least on defense, talk about 
you know, leaning on Travis J and asking him about things uh, in terms of getting acclimated. So that's and that's there's a- certainly a chance, right? Like there's certainly a an opportunity for somebody to be a backup safety and to maybe uh, threaten one of those guys for a starting spot. So if not now, it's never. We we can go ahead and say that. And I would say pay very close attention to how we talk about if you're really interested in Travis J how we talk about him during the spring and how we write about him during the spring. Cause I think that'll tell us everything about their plans for him moving forward. All right. How about cool ranch? More of a nacho cheese guy, but we'll do it. Winston Wright, closer to Willie Reed or Kenny Shaw. Man. I love the Willie Reed reference, man. One of the more underappreciated good players from that era. He would have been an all time he would have been talked about if he played in the nineties with those teams and did the things he did, he would be remembered so much more fondly. Uh, but he happened to play with not, with not great teams, but man, he could, he was really dynamic. I don't know. Cool ranch. I haven't seen him play. I mean, I've seen the highlights and in the highlights, he seems to be, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd compare him to Kenny Shaw. He doesn't. Yeah, I would say more like Willie Reed than Kenny Shaw, just what I've seen in the highlights, but I don't think he's Willie Reed. Um, so let's hope uh, he produces like either one of them did. Island Chief, he's he's always got an eye on these uh, average numbers on offense. 36 is past season, 43 in 2023, Corey. I would think that'd lead the nation. I Try to get to 40. So I did it last year, right, Aslan? Whatever they averaged last year was like 26 a game. And I'm like, if you can get to 33 – that's an extra two or three wins at least. So all of a sudden you go from five and seven to seven and five. Like I put so much onus on the offense to get better uh, last year because I thought the defense would be what it was decent. So yeah, 43 would be third in the country um, this past year. So if you can get to 40, you're sixth or seventh. I mean, that's really, really good. Um, and I, you know, they they, they were really good this year. A couple of stinkers. Uh, really NC State in the first half against Wake particularly. But other than that, I thought they were really good all year. If you can get yourself an extra four points per game, so that's an extra 50 points total this season, I think that's worth an extra win, maybe two. What do you think, Aslan? That's fair. I mean, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe the, the onus needs to be on the deep. But I don't know. The, the defense is pretty darn well in scoring defense. Uh, yeah. Ask them to shave more down. I think the most prolific offense Norvell had was that final year in Memphis they average 40.4. So Okay, all right. Um, I, you could get there, though. I think he has to run with a little more pace. Um, but, yeah, I think – and also that Memphis defense gave up so many big plays that, that you know, those there were so many shootouts that each team was having 14 and 15 possessions a game. That doesn't really happen here a lot. But if you could pick up the pace a little bit, get yourself one extra possession a half, I think you can make up that four points and get up to 40. And then you're talking about 11 or 12 wins, baby. I take it back. They averaged 42.9 uh, two years before he got to Florida State. Yeah. But they went they went eight and six that year, though. So mm. got to imagine oh. that defense wasn't great. Yeah. So. If you go, if you average 43 points a game and lose six games, who sweet Moses. I don't think Fuller was the DC. <laughs> no, that's all right. not. I'm not 100% sure. All right. Yeah, let's go speed around a couple guys. Connor Teasley, Duke Cooper, sophomore slump. Will he be broken out of it? Well, he'll be a junior, so we can't call it a sophomore slump anymore. We call it a junior slump if he doesn't. I would say, uh, again, I, I'm not trying to uh, couch on it or not answer it. Let's see what he looks like in the spring. Um, because I, it, the way he looked in games this fall was not a surprise if you saw him in practice. But if we see him in practice look like the dude that he looked like last spring, then maybe we think, okay, whatever was ailing him, uh, whatever it could have been that made him play like that, he seems to get be past it now. Uh, Tally850, did you know that Kalen Deloach led the team in passes defended last season? I did not know that. There you no, go, Kalen. I did not know that. Uh, and, Kalen you know, was be, a guy, if you go back and early. watch. They'll get tested early against uh, Jason Taylor's son. Um, yeah. Is it Cole Taylor? Yeah. And if you go back and just watch that LSU game in particular, Kalen was flying all over the field, man. I thought he was one of the better players on the team that night. And then it just, it it didn't seem like he made nearly as many flash plays the rest of the way, but yeah, he's, he's played a lot of football too. Island chief selling on 43 bank it. That would be awesome. 
Tom Orner wants one more possession for the offense, courtesy. That's a, good, of that's a good point too, Tom. Like the defense could get a three and out or two, and that give you the ball right back to your offense. The, maybe the offense doesn't have to go so fast. Last one. Okay. Good one. Quantrell over under Jordan Travis passing touchdowns, 35. You got to have to tell me how many he had this year. All right. Because I think it's going to be over that. Okay. 24. Oh, that's a big leap, though. And they do like to run so much, man. Are you going to tell Benson to fall down at the four so he can throw? We've been talking about this offensive line and how gritty they're going to be. How about over under total touchdowns for Jordan Travis? Oh, over. I'm going to say over 35 on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had 24 through the air and he had uh, seven on the ground. And he got robbed of two against Florida. Or he got robbed of one against Florida, so he should add eight. Uh, so yeah, he had thirty. He had thirty-one, thirty-two total touchdowns this year. Um, I would say yes, he's going over total touchdowns of thirty-five. Throwing more than thirty-five passing touchdowns in this offense just seems like a lot because they do. They are so good at running the ball. And Trav and Benson Hill, Toa Feely, Jordan, they're probably not going to fall down at the four. They'll go ahead and run in the end zone more than not. So uh, that that might be hard to get to that number. But if he does. That'll be fun to watch. And I just feel like, man, they had so much confidence in him being a, a true throwing quarterback, and he had so much confidence in himself uh, the second half of that season. Uh, that would be a big jump. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want to say that he can't do, but I just if I had to bet on it right now, hey man, thirty. I'll take thirty three. Thirty three probably gets you to New York if you got six on the ground and you're eleven and one. Yeah, you're probably going to New York. So I'll I'll go under on that, but not by a a, a big margin. And I lied. How about this? Cool Ranch. A.J. Duffy, closer to Drew Weatherford or E.J. Manuel. I'm going to pull a Corey Clark. Ask me again after spring. Need to see more. That's fair, right? I think that's fair. We need to see more. I I was not overly impressed with what I saw uh, this first year in the program, but I don't know that I would have been overly impressed with many true freshman quarterbacks. Uh, So we'll see. We'll we'll see. I, I think this is a very, very important spring for the future of A.J. Duffy. Yeah. All right. That's a we'll good point, Alex with... Chief, about the kicker. That's yeah. a good point. Most Alex points Chief, out there. with his 43 points, uh, they'll have a better kicker. They're better on the whole, so they'll average more points. And the schedule, I mean, you lose Duquesne, but you have North Alabama, so that might be a wash, and then you have Southern Miss. But you It's not Louisiana. crazy to think they could average a touchdown more per game. That's not an uh, insane number. It's just that now you're talking about rare, rarefied error of like top three, top four offenses in the United States, which they very well might be. They got Jaheim Bell, baby, in that offensive line. Some really good receivers. All right, that is a wrap for us. Jeff Cameron show coming up Friday, 1 to 3 o'clock, so check that out. Check out warchant.com, the ultimate Semmel sports or Subscribe. It's twenty nine ninety nine. takes you from this moment or whenever you decide to sign up, which should be now, all the way up until September 1st. Uh, we'll have plenty of content going up on the site over the weekend. Thank you to S. Quinn, Tom Ortner, Ray Pereira, Ed Lemix, Mark Adamchek, and Shane Kirkley. Uh, your guys' generosity is incredible, man. Uh, makes our job so much more awesome than it already is. It's incredible to think that uh, we just get to hang out and talk about our favorite football team with you guys, and you, you do crazy, awesome stuff like that. Uh, this has been Wake Up War Chant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And since we are live, also energized by our good friends at Vitamin Energy. Again, try them out, vitaminenergy.com. Promo code is WARCHANTBOGO, B-O-G-O. Buy one, get one free. Like $14.95 for 12 of these things, everybody. Can't beat it. He's Corey. Can't, I'm beat, it. Awesome. can't beat it. Thanks for watching and listening to Wake Up War Chant. Corey's giving us deuces. You can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but you should watch us live every now and then. Have a great one, everybody.